Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Brooke Lopez, D'Angelo Russell, Joey Devine, Dwight Howard, Miles Plumley, Sean Keane, Marco Bellinelli, Timothy Moskov, musical guest. Musical guest, Belly! And now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Oh, hello, Round Ball What the Fuckers! It's me, Joey Devine. I've moved up from temporary host to current host (laughs) because Dave is in New York at the draft. He's drafting, baby! Uh. And Sean, hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, Joey. Good to hear from Um, you. Yeah, we were not going to podcast today, but uh, then so much shit has happened that we have to. An incredible amount of stuff. The NBA has forced us to pod. (laughs) So all I've got to say about the NBA right now is holy shit. It is lit, fam. <laughs> I realized this, I forgot to say it and then figured out a way to say it. I got to say the uh the chances of some teams having more blockbuster trades leading up to the draft itself are high. <laughs> I got to say I don't remember uh Usually it's pretty quiet until the Thursday of the draft, right? right. Yeah, 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 because people are waiting for deals and uh 
you know, figuring things out and not trying to, I don't know, theoretically blow up a team that went to the finals three times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get to our trades, uh, let's go to the mailbag. Our reader mail robot hit that drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Um, so our first email is from SF Jeff, Jeff Cleary. Oh, yes. And he says, as an exercise in how much the game has changed back in 1993... Sean Bradley was taken second overall in the NBA draft. If he was coming out today, where in the draft would he be taken? Oh, man. Uh, Not in the top nine, I don't think. If he were in today's in this draft, I think he would go at the whatever pick Zach Collins goes at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, would would Sean Bradley have tried to develop, like, a three-pointer? Would he have been, like, the white minute bull? I mean, what was Sean Bradley's skill other than height? Did he really have one? No, right? Uh, I think he kind of got a lot of rebounds. But okay. it's hard to... T- I mean, he was 7'6", right? Yeah. Um, He definitely was slow. <laughs> God, I kind of think that one of those teams that has a bunch of sort of like middling first round picks this year, like the Trailblazers, yeah, like or Portland, the Lakers. I could see Portland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, don't the Lakers? Well, I guess they only have one big white center right now, but he he seems like a real Blazers flyer, you know? Like, yeah, pair him with like when Myers Leonard is can't play because he's hurt or he's too sad like you bring Bradley in well here's a question in this hypothetical scenario does is does Sean Bradley have the last name Zeller Ooh. because that changes where he's drafted right 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 or if he's <laughs> Sean Plumley, like those well, are no because one of the Plumleys wasn't drafted oh that's a good point <laughs> And every Zeller has been drafted. Every Zeller has been drafted in the first round. Man. Higher than people wanted them. Yeah, and they, and the teams have regretted it pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, again, the Bobcats, I mean, sorry, the Hornets uh, did were like 23-9 and nine or something when he played this year. <laughs> yeah, they they were fantastic. Well, it was the Zeller, it was the Zeller Plumlee differential. Like, they, yeah. <laughs> they got a Plumlee to replace a Zeller, and they went in the toilet when that happened. So, yeah, so, I'm, so if he's I'm like... I'm gonna say, <laughs> I don't think Sean Bradley gets drafted in the first round. Hmm. I think that's possible because I could see him not being able to play against a lot of lineups. But I just yeah. I think a team would Well yeah, did that when's the last time like a regular giant has been drafted? Usually they go in the second round. 
these days. I mean, Sim Bolar was not drafted at all, I don't think. He's the giant guy from UC Santa Barbara? Was that it? He's Indian. He's the giant Indian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of... um... (laughs) I... I, uh... Well, no. He would get picked... The Sacramento Kings would take him, eventually. (laughs) It's true. I bet Sean Bradley is better than Giorgio's Papa Giannis. Yeah, I mean, they have As a prospect. (laughs) Did Walter Tavares get drafted? I believe he did. He was the 43rd pick. That's about where I think he would get picked. So so from second down to 43. Uh Uh-huh. And meanwhile, with the rest of that 1993 draft, Chris Webber would still be taken number one. Yes. Pretty sure uh, Penny Hardaway would go two, I think. It's possible, actually, though, that Penny Hardaway goes above Chris Webber. Yeah, I could see that. Because you're, you're, we're in this era of the lead, go- the scoring lead guard. Yeah. It's such a huge deal. I gotta say... Chris uh, Webber definitely has to play center, though, his entire career. Oh, so right, 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 right. Yeah, he, he and Don he, Nelson do not get in a fight, and he's a warrior forever. Yeah. I also think Nick Van Exel goes way higher than 43. Yeah. He goes, like, uh, I'm gonna say, like, 26. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I, do you think Bobby Hurley still goes number seven when we're looking at white draft from this I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've talked way too long about yeah. other drafts. Um, but <laughs> There's a lot another... of white guys that go in the first round. Just looking at this, you've got Scott Burrell, Rex Walters. Just a, like, a real white first round here. It's great. I mean... Oh, it's great! It's great! Wow, wow! That's you are not woke. You are losing the woke off. Look, um, I, just, I like to see somebody pressing up against the transparent ceiling. Um, all right, we have one more one more reader question, and it's from our loyal fan, our number one guy, Dubaru, and he asks, Dubaru. what what the fuck are the Celtics doing?" <laughs> Which leads us to the news. Um, (laughs) Robot, hit me with that news drop. (laughs) This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. So we've had a, 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 a pretty large amount of trades here already. Really a lot. <laughs> like some and, pretty big ones, too. Uh, and let's go with the, the earliest trade, okay. the one Dubaru is uh, talking about. He um, seems the, confused. The Boston Celtics traded the number one overall pick in the draft for the number three pick in the draft. Okay. And the Lakers 2018 pick, if it's two through five, mm-hmm. or the better of the Sixers or Kings 2019 pick, all number one protected. 
Wow. Okay. So they... That is the Michael Carter Williams pick? Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the Stauskas pick. Yes. <laughs> but the Sixers have a pick swap with the Kings mm-hmm. that year. And I guess the Celtics get the better pick. Right. Unless it's the number one pick. They, the Celtics cannot get the number one pick in any of these scenarios. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I like how wishful that is by Philadelphia, who are like, look, we might just get the number one pick every every year from now on. That's what the process meant. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's a real good chance that Sixers pick. I mean, that Kings pick is going to be the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's crazy because you're looking at the Kings and you're like, huh, well, they have two laundry picks this year. They had three first round picks last year. And they're still probably going to be the worst team in the league in two years. <laughs> like, like, that's yeah. the amount of faith we have <laughs> in Vlade Divac and Vivek Radadive. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so they only get the Lakers pick if it's two through five, which is such a funny amount of double protection. And I believe something that you were not allowed to do until this offseason. Yes, you were not allowed to put picks on, I mean, protection on picks that weren't your own until this new CBA, I believe. Yeah. Though, I mean, it it makes sense that you can. Um, This is just, I like how, this is just one of those things that just anytime the NBA is getting too popular and accessible... Luckily, the CBA can jump in and confuse people and, like, let the nerds have their moment again. <laughs> to be like, yeah, let me explain this totally arbitrary, really weird rule. Um, I just have to say, thank God. Thank God Danny Ainge finally has some draft picks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally, he's going to be able to like make 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 things happen. <laughs> um. So, how many picks does Danny Ainge have now? So next year he has their own pick, the Brooklyn pick, and yeah. possibly the Philly pick. I want to see no the t- Lakers pick. Oh, the Lakers pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Possibly. Let's just say he has the Lakers pick. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't think they're going to be in two through five. Oh, yeah, Spoiler no. alert for news later. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, 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 but that means they don't get it. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, it's so weird, man. Okay, so what Boston, so Boston has, uh, well, also this year, as if their roster was not full enough, they also have three extra second-round picks. Right. They have the Cavs' second-round pick, the Clippers' second-round pick, and um, is this from the Austin Rivers trade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they have they have the Timberwolves' uh, second-round pick, which I believe is based on a Wesley Johnson trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then 2018, they get they get Brooklyn's pick. It's not even a pick swap like this year. It's just their pick. Uh, and then 
Okay, actually, yeah, I'm and then oh yeah, right so now. next next year it's Memphis Clippers, and then probably the Philly, probably the Sacramento pick. Yeah, he has more roster. He has more draft picks than roster spots. Definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. So Boston does not get their own second round pick this year. So they're only they only have three second round picks this mm. year. Wait, I'm, is that I'm, more more extra picks than rosters for those past three years? I'm gonna make a prediction. Yeah. He is gonna trade one of those second round picks for two future second round picks. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so that's so Belichicky. <laughs> I mean, look, if you ask some people, mm-hmm. um, they'll, they'll tell you that Belichick uh, and Danny Ainge are one in the same. Oh, wow. They are both real great. Um, They've both won a lot of <laughs> um, championships, except one of them has only won one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to say something. Um, in football, it makes sense to trade down. Yes. Uh, because the more good players you have, the better your team is. It's but true. in basketball, mm-hmm. um, because you can only play five players at a time. Right. And those players uh, probably need to rest for a <laughs> tremendous amount of the game, right? No, not particularly. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, uh, so it's not a. The not best e- guy. So you don't just need your team to go 14 deep? No. You want, like, eight clear-cut, really good guys. And from that eight clear-cut, really good guys, you want two to three guys who are better than those really good guys. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Here's my question. Uh What if every guy you have is too short for his position? What does that say? Mm, excellent, excellent question. Um, the the way you solve that is by um, uh, just feeding them draft picks to hope that they grow. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because like every time they do a monk draft, yeah. Because if you get a chance to say, like, like maybe you had a problem in the playoffs because... Um, your best player was only five foot six. Mm-hmm. Um, say you had a chance to replace him with a guy who was actually really tall for his position yeah. and had a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, and also his. I heard this about Markel Fultz, uh-huh. the Sixers' new starting point guard. <laughs> yes, um, his feet are size fifteen. So he's so probably a lot still of scouts growing. Think he's still growing. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, well, he so has no place in Boston. Be, <laughs> it's possible he's going to be like a six, seven, six, eight point guard by the time this is done. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I don't see how you could find a place for him. I mean, luckily, Danny Ainge drafted seven point guards with his excess of picks right. the last few years. And yeah, they're all and really good. <laughs> Yeah, like the best point guard his team has isn't totally a guy he just picked up off the trash heap, basically. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys he drafted. Um, Definitely not from a fire sale. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, uh, question for you, Sean. Yes. Uh, should Sam Hinkey, uh, the architect of the process, if you will, in fact, Sam Hinkey is a lot like that architect in The Matrix oh, yeah. 2, I think. <laughs> um, just sitting in a room full of computers, uh, spouting out gobbledygook when people talk to him. Yeah. Um, should, should Sam Hinkey feel validated by this trade? Um, I think he shouldn't, I have to say. Uh- <laughs> Me too. Why don't you explain why you don't, Sean? Because I don't think Sam Hinkie would have traded up for the number one pick. He was all about accumulating picks. Uh, and actually, this move is a Brian Colangelo move. The guy who has been the GM of the Sixers for the past year plus? Yes. Did the quit? only... Last spring. The only... The only other move Brian Colangelo made, really, for the Sixers uh-huh. is uh, he traded Nerland's Noel for nothing, which was a terrible move. It's not a great move. <laughs> but, but at the, I'm going to say, this was the most Brian Colangelo move ever. Yeah. Uh, and Brian Colangelo, by the way, Sixers heads... In my opinion, Sean and I did this the other day. We went through Brian Colangelo's Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. He's a really good GM. Yeah, like, it's, his track it's... record is pretty sparkling. Like, yeah. Toronto did not end well, but guess what, Toronto? Uh, that team that is playing right now are all Brian Colangelo guys. They really are all. <laughs> like, like Masai gets a lot of the hype, but... Yeah, Brian Colangelo drafted DeMar DeRozan. He traded mm-hmm. for Kyle Lowry. Uh, <laughs> he drafted Valanciunas. He drafted Valanciunas. Um, yeah, they don't have any really important players that didn't come from him. Like, Masai got Norman Powell, I believe. Uh, Masai signed Damari Carroll to yeah, see, that's horrible contract. Yeah, that's disastrous. I don't know if the Serge Ibaka trade is going to go down as, like, a big win. But, uh... Yeah, no, Brian Colangelo did did good mm-hmm. stuff there. Like like you know, he picked Bargnani number one in one of the weirdest NBA drafts ever. <laughs> but like, I mean, would it really have been that much better if he'd picked like Lamarcus Aldridge? Like wouldn't Lamarcus Aldridge just have gotten like seasonal depression? <laughs> <laughs> I bet LaMarcus Aldridge would have been upset that the chips were different. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know anything about LaMarcus Aldridge's <laughs> eating habits or what he's really like as a person. But I do think he would be mad that people were offering him all-dressed chips <laughs> instead of Doritos. Or oh, he'd be so mad. He'd be so mad. <laughs> I think yeah. Do you think do you think Hinky would have even traded up for this number one pick? Or no, do you think he, he would, would have drafted the best? Fell. Yeah, and he would have been well. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to get the best center available because that's what he yes. did. He picked a center three years. <laughs> he would have drafted Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like everything you say about his his you know his trading. He he picked up a lot of assets. The team really sucked for. 
three straight years, and uh, but it's ultimately his fault for drafting a center three years in a row. He didn't have to take Okafor. Like, he just didn't have to do that. And he did. And uh, maybe the plan was just to be shitty forever, in which case, <laughs> great job, Sam Hinky. But no, I mean... All right. Yeah, eventually if you... Like, like that's easy. Doing that is easy. <laughs> you 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 can just suck. Like wow, that was so great that he he traded stuff when he didn't care what he got back in return and uh, didn't care about future <laughs> value. Uh, you know what else is easy, Sean? What's that? Uh, stealing from Vladi Divac. Yeah, man. <laughs> like two days into his job, <laughs> like. Just got back, just is getting used to speaking English again, because he was he'd lived in Serbia. Right. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah, I mean that's enough hanky and age, but that's enough GM bashing for now. Yeah, for guys who are <laughs> probably feeling pretty good about themselves right now. <laughs> um, who won the deal, Sean? Uh, I'm gonna say. I think the Sixers did, because, and in fact, normally, I would be, like, okay, say the Kings had had the number one pick, and they had traded down for the three and an extra first-round pick. I would have really liked that for Mm -hmm. the Kings, because it's like, well, they just need more players, like, they have a hole at every position, God bless them, they got their pick back. But the Celtics are in this unique position where they could get a really, really good, like, eight-time All-Star in a situation where they need to put somebody over the cap, and they're still... It just feels like they're kicking the can down the road again. And they're, yeah. like, they're like playing for when LeBron's 36 or something? Well, I actually wonder... Look, this is going to be skipping ahead news-wise, okay, and we'll fine. get back to talking about this later, but... I actually wonder if they wait two days to complete this deal and learn that David Griffin is no longer the GM of the Cavaliers if they still make this trade. Oh, because you think you think the Ainge had... Oh, that he's like... He just is going to find the Cavs much more vulnerable. Right. Yeah. Where before he thought the Cavs, he was still going to have to deal with the Cavs for an, another three years. Yeah. But now it looks like the Cavs he'll have to deal with for one year. But again, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. No, it's possible. I mean, they're still going to get a good player. Um, I mean, I we'll get somebody good. It just seems like they could they have still... added a transcendent player. And that's like, they already have a ton of draft picks. They still <laughs> haven't worked out Josh Jackson. Yeah, so they... Does pro- that trouble you? I mean, I think they want Jason Tatum. Is that right? Is that who they want? But wouldn't you still want to look at the other guy? Yeah, I mean, what what they have that is unique right now is that Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley are on, and Jay Crowder, I think, are on cheap contracts for one more season. Mm-hmm. So this is like the year to get... <laughs> like you don't want to wait one more year because then you either don't have those guys or they're way more expensive now. Right. So for me, 
this is the first of our tr- three trades this yeah. this week that feel like they should be part of bigger trades and yes. yet there has not been a bigger trade. It's like they all jumped the gun. Yeah. yeah assuming like- they could make this second trade and this second trade is turning out to be more difficult, I think for these teams. <laughs> I I absolutely think that because I mean, the obvious thing was that apparently there's a rumor that the Bulls offered Jimmy Butler for number three and that the Celtics said no. But then it also sounds like Jimmy Butler doesn't want to get traded because he wants to be able to sign a Supermax extension. Yeah, he's so... Joe Johnsoning. Yeah. He's our new Joe Johnson. Congratulations. <laughs> Excuse me. He's our new seven-time all-star, future hell of all Joe Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on okay. to another baffling trade. <laughs> this one's amazing. So, I, was, I was honestly totally shocked by this trade. Like, the Celtics and the Sixers, like... He understood that the parameters were there for a trade, and like Fultz is such a perfect fit for the Sixers. It really made sense for them to move up. This one was very odd to me. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should say this was a huge win for the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I am so happy for the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, and they realized that the reason you have an excess of first round picks is so that you can make moves like this. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fultz is going to fucking rule. He's All right. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited uh, for, for, for Sixer Nation, for process, team process, process tiers. I don't know. I do know someone that is going to get a trust the process tattoo if the Sixers make the playoffs in the next two years. Wow. So that's hilarious. Shouts to Michael Patton, comedian from San Francisco. From oh, not... Uh, I was going to say, uh, the lead singer of, um, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, <laughs> Faith No More. Yeah. <laughs> going to trust the process tattoo. All right. Um, okay. Let's get into this second trade. Yes. yes. Um, the Lakers, uh-huh. the Los Angeles Lakers traded D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. The second t- pick in the 2015 draft. Uh-huh. Timofey Mozgov. Just a guy they signed Eastern Conference 12:01 <laughs> last year. NBA champion Timofey Mozgov. <laughs> Within the first minute of free agency, they signed this man. And they got Brooke Lopez. Oh my god. And the number 27 pick. <laughs> um now I'm not, I'm not like an, ex- I didn't get to see Mozgov play a lot last year. Mm-hmm. I have weirdly seen Brooke Lopez play live four times in the past uh-huh. two years, because I don't know what the matter with me is. Um, it seems like the Nets won this trade handily. Uh, yeah, let's talk about who won the trade oh, yeah, after yeah, yeah. we get into it. Oh, sorry. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, um... So... We've got we've got Mozgov, who the Lakers signed to, I guess it was a four year like seventy million dollar contract, sixty eight year. It was yes, four for sixty eight, I believe. Yeah, 
I mean, his contract <laughs> goes down this year, but then goes up again. Okay. Um, so he has fifty-four million and three years left. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke Lopez has one year left at twenty-two point six million, and right. Russell makes like five million, and he's on the third year of a rookie deal. Yes. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, also, by the way, was easily the Lakers' best player, not named Lou Williams, last year. Uh, also, he's a filmmaker, uh. so he's, he's got a lot of skills. <laughs> and, um... Uh, no, but here's the funny stat about the Lakers. Are oh, you yeah, ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They currently, on their roster, only have one guy who's a guard, and that guy is Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> He's the only guard on the roster? Yeah, because Nick Young hasn't picked up his option yet. Oh, right. <laughs> Nick Young could be hitting the free agent market. That's incredible. <laughs> well, so last year, Russell had a couple nagging injuries, but he mm-hmm. averaged 15.6 points, five assists, three and a half rebounds. He shot... 35% from three. Uh-huh. And he's a 78% free throw shooter. That's pretty good for a guy who turned 21 during the season. Uh, another fun fact P-E-R about this trade... Th- yeah, go ahead. Uh, ...is that <laughs> Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. is their best three-point shooter on the roster right on now, percentage-wise. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, by the way, uh, he may have an unbreakable record, which is the Nets' all-time leading career scorer is Brook Lopez. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't see somebody coming to take that crown away. And oh, I mean, maybe D'Angelo Russell. What yeah. if D'Angelo Russell caught him in like two and a half years. <laughs> Just like, yeah, Brooke wasn't, nobody really scored that much. Jason Kidd was just a distributor. And um, I mean, he's like, maybe, I don't know. D'Angelo okay. Russell to me seems pretty good. Sure. We should actually explain what the Lakers oh, are yeah, doing yeah, yeah, here, yeah, though. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise it just yet. sounds insane. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay, like, we so just needed Brooke Lopez. The Lakers are attempting to trade for Paul George. Yes. Um, and currently, as far as we know, mm-hmm. the rumor is that they're offering Julius Randle mm-hmm. or... Jordan Clarkson. Yes. And the 26th and 27th picks in the NBA draft this year? I think it's 27 and 28, but yeah. Okay. It's, it's the pick they just got from Brooklyn and then the pick they got for trading Lou Williams. Oh, I also forgot the funniest part about this trade from yes. the New Jersey side. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Jersey also has the 22nd pick in the draft. Oh, so they they didn't give that up. <laughs> yes. Do you think the Nets? Do you think the Nets would have said no if it was the twenty second pick instead of the twenty seventh? I I do not, but I bet I bet Sean Marks said that, and maybe maybe it was just that like they couldn't understand his accent, right? Because. You know, he's got to be like, and eh, no, uh, 
Yeah, you can't, uh, can't do it for the 22, eh? <laughs> That's not can't. a pick. This is a pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so proud of Sean. Put, <laughs> put another pick in the trade machine. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the idea is, so the idea is, because Brook Lopez is expiring, they get off the terrible Mozgov contract, and they have, they're they're going to have enough space, ideally, to to bring, trade for Paul George, trade for Paul and, George, and, and then sign James. LeBron James, who definitely. Which... Wants to be a Laker so he can play with Lonzo Ball and, and live in Brentwood and live in Brentwood um, and and I guess the rest of the team is Brandon Ingram, yeah, Paul George, and Zizek. maybe Brooke Lopez. Oh, okay, that or Zubaz and Larry Nance. What if Brooke Lopez comes back to Brooklyn after one year in L.A.? That would be the funniest thing. He's like Ricky Henderson. Yeah, um, <laughs> they, yeah they just trade him every year at the deadline, and every year he comes back. Um, so here's my problem with this trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the part that Indiana has did not immediately then agree to the Paul George trade. <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> this seems like a trade that you do after you've gotten them to agree to take this stuff for Paul George. Right, because well, <laughs> because what's what's the urgency of getting rid of Mozgov right now? Well, that's the other thing, is it kind of seems like they could have done this next summer after LeBron James had agreed to go there. Although I do think the timing has something to do with the third trade we're going to be talking about. Yeah, well... <laughs> which is... The, the, which is somehow the most baffling of the three super baffling trades we've had yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, think this but, tr- I think this pick, by the way, is Boston's pick. Like, this is oh, the pick shit. swap of 1 to 27 that... Brooklyn had to endure this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was going to be my next question. Because because Boston has the Lakers pick now, mm-hmm. if it's two through five, yeah. does this trade help or hurt Boston next season? Well, I guess I guess we're assuming that the the Lakers will. I mean. If they trade Jordan Clarkson in that Paul George, they're deal, getting Paul George. But if it's if it's Jordan Clarkson, I mean, we're assuming they're going to draft Lonzo, but he would then be the only guard on the roster. I think we're going to assume the Lakers will have somebody who can dribble, like like yeah. they will they will go into the season with guards. Um, I think that this probably mildly helps them at least for no you know what no it hurts them it hurts no, them across if the they board. get paul george yeah paul george brooke lopez and lonzo ball it's is like, an like eight a team seed. that's yeah. almost the eight seed yeah well and also going from brooke lopez to d'angelo russell is not necessary like that that seems like it's maybe a a little step down in terms of winning but i don't think it's 
No, that Brooke different. Lopez is better than D'Angelo Russell right now. It's but long it's, term. It's the problem. Well, and also, um, they they have a lot of cap space, and so I feel like. But yeah, they're. I feel like Brooke Lopez. Well, I Brooke just, Lopez, Luol Deng, Brandon Ingram, Paul George, Lonzo Ball is, like, probably a playoff team. I think so, too. Like, a late playoff team, but, no, it, but they're at least in the running. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And then, but I think, I think the Nets, with their cap space, I think they're going to be able to very easily replace, like, 80 to 90% of Brooke Lopez and add some other stuff, whereas... Well, and they're adding... Um, they have a draft pick, two draft picks, right? Uh, I think they have the twenty-one. They have. And don't the, they also have twenty-eight? Or no, no, no. They no, traded. No. The, they have the twenty-one. They don't have yeah. another draft pick. This is the one they but, got for like for taking Andrew Nicholson's contract and giving up uh, Bogdanovich. Yeah. But but they they're gonna sign they're gonna sign some wing and they're gonna sign some replacement center and they've they already. I don't know. I think they're. I think they're going to end up being like, you know, a twenty-eight win team next year. And I don't know. Yeah, they're Maybe, they're in the bad part of the lottery for sure. But 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 they but they're not like a slam dunk worst team in the league like they were last year. Right. So, That's still the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. One last question, yeah, Sean. Uh, how mad are Ryan Anderson and Robin Lopez that Brooke lives so close to Disneyland now? Oh, oh it's killing them! It's <laughs> killing them right now. I think they're. I think they're so mad. They're not near an amusement park at all. Uh, I don't even also, know what's near Chicago. Yeah. Uh, also, the Lakers don't even have a mascot unless you count Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God. And we know the only thing Robin Lopez loves more than <laughs> Disneyland is abusing mascots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be quite a game when uh, when the Bulls come there. I mean, yeah, maybe they're going to have a... They're, no, it's, it'll be a wash. They'll both have Disneyland hangovers. Oh, you're right. You're, they'll just have... Like, it'll be so much sugar the day before that they'll just be <laughs> exhausted from running <laughs> around, and they'll be like... Eating too many turkey legs. Yeah, they'll just, be full of tryptophan. <laughs> it's just like, hi, oh, out with such bad wet willies, they can't even... <laughs> All right. Sean, should we talk about the... Most baffling trade? This is a really weird trade. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the the Atlanta Hawks traded Dwight Howard. Yeah. And the 31st pick in the draft. So first pick in the second round. The Yeah. Which is a good pick. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a great. For spot. Miles Plumley. Oh, man. The second worst Plumley. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably, he he could be the the number three Plumley in the NBA very easily. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, okay, uh, and the forty first pick. So, so they, the tenth pick in the second round. So 
I would just. Oh say... wait, we we didn't do. Who won that? Who won the Nets Lakers deal? Uh, the net. The Nets won that trade. The Nets won that trade. Yeah. All right. Um, so question for you. Yeah. Um. This this trade. Uh, Travis Schlenk, the brand new GM for the Hawks. Yeah. Did he just start his career off with possibly the worst trade we're going to see all all season long? It seems like a really bad trade to me because there was probably a sense that he had where he just wanted to get Dwight Howard out of town. Yes. But this is like a salary dump that didn't save any money. Miles Plumley for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, his contract is he has three years left uh-huh. and thirty seven point five million dollars. Yeah. Dwight Howard has two years left at forty seven million dollars. Yeah. So they're not really saving money. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, because if you add Bellinelli, they actually only saved about three million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. And then next year they save you know, a lot more, but it just, overall, they're only saving, like, $3 million on this deal. Yes. And I guess, and I guess, I mean, second-round picks aren't even, like, slotted the same way first-round picks are, are they? No. Like, you don't get more for being, th- so they're not saving money on that, and they move down 10 picks in the draft. Yeah. The. I mean, you could argue... <laughs> <laughs> the 31st pick in the draft is the most valuable non-lottery pick. Well, a lot of, you know, Gilbert Arenas got picked there. But uh, yeah, like, just because you don't have to... You're not beholding to contract rules yeah. with second-round picks. So you can get a guy to... You can do that hinky thing of giving making a guy sign a deal with a bunch of team options but you can also give a guy three guaranteed years yes at like 900 grand or whatever it's probably more in the new cba but you know rock bottom prices and you get the pick of the best guy available (laughs) yeah and i believe you still essentially you just end up the guy becomes a restricted free agent like a year early is the downside. Or what you could do if you don't want to pay a second round pick is you take a European guy you absolutely love and just hold on to his rights forever. Yeah. (laughs) But, but whichever way you go, uh, it's a pretty sweet spot to be in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can just Um, wait for him. So I've got to say, it's really hard for me. Not to love a trade that gets Dwight Howard out of town. Right, right. It's and yet, here we are. <laughs> because because that, that Miles Plumley deal is just terrible. And Milwaukee jumped at the chance to get out from under it four months ago. And I've heard Charlotte... multiple like, cap nerds say that that deal should be untradeable and yeah. be shocked that... It's been moved twice now. <laughs> well, I mean, because before, you think about what he was traded for before, and it was, I think, Roy Hibbert and Spencer Hawes. 
and that seemed impossible as well. Like, I can't believe Milwaukee's GM got fired after pulling off that heist. The problem is he also signed Miles Plumley to that deal after trading for him. So that that was a little bit of a black mark against him. I believe that um, well, was also he's an fired adi- now, yeah. so it doesn't matter. He also acquired Michael Carter Williams in that trade, I think. Um so the craziest thing in the world to me yeah. is that Rich Cho and the Bobcats. Sorry, the Hornets. Yes. I keep doing that because well, Mark Spears originally typed the deal out as going to the Bobcats. And Twitter's reaction was, <laughs> Dwight Howard got traded to a team that doesn't exist anymore. That fits with his career trajectory right now. Um, so, But Rich Cho managed to turn Spencer Haas and Roy Hibbert uh-huh. into Dwight Howard. I'm going to say that's a and the 31st yeah, and, pick and the draft. an improved pick. <laughs> and like you know, it's weird because I do kind of think Bellinelli will thrive in Atlanta, but yes. but who can, like that's not they're supposed to be tearing that thing down and you don't you don't get like three extra years on your deal. Oh. It just Also, they're only good young player. Uh-huh. Is Torian Prince, who's a shooting guard, <laughs> right? And I mean, they have Tim. They have. They could re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, but uh, that's also what Marco Bellinelli plays. Um, anyway, <laughs> Travis Schlenk. Um, also, I'm going to say uh, he was an assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors when they traded Jason Richardson and drafted Marco Bellinelli. Ooh. And they, guess where they traded Jason Richardson to, Sean? Uh, was it Charlotte? Yes, the Charlotte Bobcats. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, and Bellinelli, I believe he was on the Spurs when Coach Bud was still an assistant there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, that's a bummer in Atlanta right now. I mean, I own a Bellinelli jersey, so... You know, just, you know me, I love Marco Bellinelli. It's but... just... <laughs> It is, it's just sad that they can't enjoy Dwight being gone, really. Because <laughs> a Plumley came. That's worse. So here's one last question. Yes. North Carolina, they've got a lot of good barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. Am I finally going to get to see Fat Dwight? Oh, it's all I've wanted. We just want him to balloon up. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's so much to ask. I just, just want to see... Like, bring Sean May back yeah. and make him his dinner partner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Fat Dwight in here. Yeah. I I do think he's going to help. I mean, this is... Oh, 100% real. he's going to help. Because I think Clifford's had him. It w- like, wasn't Clifford an in, Orlando. in Orlando? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, big ups. To you, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Man, Dwight in a Hornets jersey is going to look <laughs> hilarious, though. I mean, I wish it was Dwight in a Bobcats jersey, but... Oh, God, yeah, that would... He can't... He can't... Uh, he would look just like a Mecca Okafor. Oh, um. love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's it with our trades. Yeah. Um, but we've got a lot more to talk about, and we are already 53 minutes into this pod, Sean. So. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Oof. Well, we have the NBA is off the chain. It's real crazy. Uh, and you know what else is off the chain? Uh, money that we get from sponsors. Yes. yes. Sean, you wanna you wanna read an ad for us to, so I get my money? <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, we've got a brand new sponsor just in time for the draft. Now, I don't know about you, but when the draft approaches and free agency is about to start, I'm going from my laptop to my phone. I'm typing. And if I were a Knicks fan, I'd be pacing, punching stuff, and lifting a gun and putting it into my mouth. All of that makes my muscles sore. That's why on Randall Walk, Rock, we use Woj Balm, the muscle cream from the vertical zone, Adrian Wojnarowski. The cream is a mix of aloe, shea butter, and the blood of a virgin. Former all-star forward A.C. Green. It's all the best stuff, because Woj has the best sources. And it works on everything, especially if you've got a pain in the ass. Best of all, when you've got Woj bombs, you can predict the, the muscle pain seconds before they happen. It might annoy the medical experts, but they're all going to get fired once Woj takes over. Woj bombs. They'll make... All the other muscle creams look like shams. Shams Charania. <laughs> that guy's very handsome. He's really good um. looking. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about Dan Gilbert, shall we? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, David Griffin was the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh-huh. for three years. Yes. And in all three of those years, they went to the NBA Finals. Hmm. Okay. Um, Also, mid-season, the second greatest player of all time, LeBron James, Mm -hmm. uh, asked publicly that uh, Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, subprime mortgage vampire... Yes. Um... Crashing the U.S. economy. Yeah, resign David Griffin. Um, so, Sean, what do you think happened next? Two I mean, days ago. I mean, I would just think that Dan Gilbert would be excited at all the moves he made and want to keep. You know, LeBron only has a year left on his contract. I would just think you're dumb not to just extend the guy. Like, it, uh, he did not. Oh, oh. Uh, David Griffin <laughs> is no longer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Did you know there's uh, there's never been a Cleveland GM who got a second contract? I was going to bring that or up. Or a Dan Gilbert GM, I guess. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Um, <laughs> but the more shocking thing to me about this is how petty Dan Gilbert seems. Oh, man. Because if he was going to do this, um, he should have. Like, a, if he were a good person, mm-hmm. he would have let... Uh, the Orlando Magic or the Atlanta Hawks or the Milwaukee Bucks speak to David Griffin. Right. Uh, because and, he, had, and, he had presumably, I mean, was there some, do you think there was something that happened in the last two months that made him decide he hated uh, David Griffin? No, uh, he was, yeah, he was no. never going to bring him back, right? No. Um, and... All of those teams asked the Cleveland Cavaliers if they could speak to David Griffin, mm-hmm. and Dan Gilbert opted just not to reply. So they all went on to hire new GMs. <laughs> and then he waited until the Bucks hired their new GM uh-huh. to end contract negotiations. 
with David Griffin. So he just screwed over his employee. Yes. And this is his... Not unlike he screwed the U.S. economy. Yeah, those are actually pretty similar, how that happened. Um, and, And did it spiting the second greatest player of all time, LeBron James. What was uh, he thinking? Yes. <laughs> Is he just cheap? Well, the rumor is is he wants to uh, get more involved in basketball operations. Oh. Well. Uh, also, <laughs> another thing to point out is this was so surprising to David Griffin. Uh-huh. Uh, he was making calls about trading for Paul George and Jimmy Butler oh like minutes before this happened. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it's not like Dan Gilbert also let go the uh, director of basketball operations. At the oh same no, time. he did that too. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So, so if say you were the Indiana Pacers and you decided you wanted to trade Paul George to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who would you even call? Uh, LeBron James? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like bad timing. Yeah, it seems like the worst possible timing. Uh. Um, also, who... If you were looking to hire a replacement, yes, Sean, for this general manager, mm-hmm. where would you be looking? Uh, I mean, I guess I would. I would only look to somebody who had never done the job before, and maybe was maybe, in like a TV studio. Yeah, would you maybe look at a poster for Ice Cube's The Big Three League? <laughs> Because the rumor is they want to hire Chauncey Billups. Now, does that mean he would have to quit the big three? I don't know. <laughs> it would be amazing if he didn't. If, if, if Griffin's like, you know what? I'm going to get more involved here. Take your time. <laughs> because Chauncey made a promise to Steven Jackson, Reggie Evans, and Larry Hughes. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, the Killer Threes, they need him. So he can join after the 10-week Big Three season. He announces his first trade to Michael Rappaport in yeah. a sideline <laughs> in a sideline interview during a Big Three broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... I want to be very clear here, though, <laughs> before we make fun of Chauncey Billups a ton, which we're yeah. going to do. We're going to do that, yes. I, I have actually heard that Chauncey Billups has been part of the Denver front office in, like, a consultant role the last couple of years, and they say he will be a very good front office person. I have a lot of faith in Chauncey. I think he's really good yeah. on TV. Um I don't have a lot of faith in Chauncey learning to be a GM in two days, though. No. Because no. free agency and the draft start. It is 1.30 a.m. <laughs> on Wednesday morning. <laughs> the draft starts in a little over 24 hours. I mean, yes. in, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and apparently his job is going to be to make moves... Uh, to catch the Golden State Warriors, one yes. of the greatest teams of all time. One of the greatest teams of all time, I would say. 
And uh, so they do they have a first round pick this year? Uh, no, they do not. Okay. Um, <laughs> they don't. They're missing a lot of trades. They they're missing a, a lot of picks. Euro guy. Okay. Um, whose name I can't. Chetty Osman. And they have Kevin Love. <laughs> and they have Kyrie Irving. And they have Tristan Thompson. And then they have J.R. Smith, who is on a Plumlee-esque untradeable deal. Okay, yes. They also have um, uh, Iman Shumpert, also on a I think he makes expensive like deal. $10 million a year or something? Um, but other than that, that's what they have. And they 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 don't yeah their their second round pick goes to Boston. Portland has their first round pick. Uh, they also well they can't trade their first round pick next year because their 2019 pick went for Kyle Korver. Uh, I believe don't... they actually did trade their pick last year in like uh, next year in like a weird. I don't know how he did it, but again because David Griffin is an excellent. Oh, they General don't manager. have a 2018 pick? Yeah, he somehow moved <laughs> a pick to get a pick that he could trade for Kyle Korver that somehow circumnavigated the Stepium rule, if I remember right. Oh, it might be... It is protected in a weird way, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, they also don't have any second-round picks until... Oh, no, they have a... They have a, um... Oh, uh, they have... The the worst of the second round picks of the Lakers and Timberwolves in 2019. So that's another oh, asset. Okay. And they have oh, a they Portland also have pick. K. Felder. Oh, they have Kay Felder, <laughs> who's um. Who did he play have... last year? <laughs> no. Um. So here's my question for you. Yeah. Um. Dan Gilbert, human piece of garbage. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, <laughs> Bad person. Uh, terrible petty. person. Uh, petty. Comic Sans uh, user. Comic Sans user. Um, he, does he realize that he, by doing this, he basically ran LeBron James out of town again? <laughs> uh, I think he doesn't know it. But he did. Well, here's even before this started, there were like rumors swirling that LeBron didn't want to come back. Right. Well, and, and he'd been talking now, about coming to LA. And and now, as those rumors are like percolating, mm-hmm. he fires a guy that LeBron wanted to keep. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're. They have some really tough decisions to make because one thing that they're looking at is so they're like way in the luxury tax now, and I think they have to pay like three bucks for every dollar they're over mm-hmm. it. And Kyle Corver is a free agent. Yes. And they can bring him back because they, I believe, they have his early bird. They have rights. his bird rights. Yes. But it is cap space that does not exist mm-hmm. after that. So, I mean. I just don't know what they have. They have an expiring Shannon Fry, but he makes seven and a half million, and they need him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Richard Jefferson's got two more years left on his deal. <laughs> even even Schumpert has uh, an eleven million dollar player option in twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, like I don't know who you move or like it's all just like minimum guys who really want to go play for the Cavs. Well, and now I heard a rumor. And again, I don't remember who I saw tweet it, uh-huh. but apparently rumors are swirling that Cavs players are telling other players around the league to stay away from the Cavs. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so, I mean, the question—the question, the question is—was in the finals a week and a half ago and felt good about it, and then. <laughs> so, does this mean should the Cavs look into trading LeBron? It's almost that time. I mean, he did say in his, Gilbert did say in his decision letter that he would never let this happen again. Mm -hmm. And yet it appears it's happening again. It seems like it's (laughs) happening again. Like, in fact, he seems more unhappy than he was in 2009. I'm going to text Dave when we get off the phone uh-huh. with each other uh-huh. that if he sees Chauncey Billups at the gym again, because they go to the same gym, yeah, he should tell Chauncey Billups to turn this job down. Yeah. Because the more and more I think about this, this job is a nightmare. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's a, lose, it's a lose-lose situation. Taking this job is not a good idea. It's. I'm gonna say it's an outright bad idea. It's not like. It's because okay. What if it all goes great, and the Cavs win the NBA title? Mm-hmm. How much credit does Chauncey Billups get? Zero percent. <laughs> what if it falls apart and it's kind of doomed? One hundred percent. No, Griffin. Will, all... I mean, uh, Gilbert will get it. But it's just, it's not like a position to succeed. But Gilbert will fire him. Yes. Oh, for sure. And, like, he'll never give you a second contract no matter what. Yeah. So, he has a great TV job. He's got a really strong big three team. The best big three roster. Yeah. Steven Jackson drafted him the best. He was not at the draft. But Steven Jackson drafted him the best roster in the Big Three. They're going to win the Big Three championship. And I mean, just imagine for the rest of us, <laughs> what if they put Paul Pierce in his spot on ESPN? Like, that's oh gonna my be a god, bummer! Ugh, get me a wheelchair and get me out of here. <laughs> um, I cannot believe that the Cavs went south this fast. And it appears that there is literally, even if they trade for Paul George, right? Even if Indianapolis, for some reason, (laughs) if Indiana, for some reason, wants Kevin Love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They, like, it's still one year and both Paul George and LeBron are gone. Yeah. LeBron is 100% not coming back now. I mean... Unless... You know what I would do if I were Dan Gilbert? What's that? Well, I wouldn't have fired David Griffin, first off. But 
I would hire Maverick Carter to be the GM. Just right go now. all in. Yeah. Or James Jones, or like whoever. Oh, J- like, that so one of <laughs> it should be James Jones because Maverick's busy with the wall. Yeah, he's producing the wall. It's fair point in Survivor's Remorse. Uh, could Chris Hardwick jam the Cavs? <laughs> he can do it all. But that is the only way LeBron is staying at this right. point. Now, like I think, got... and even that, I don't know if that's enough. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Man, uh, well, and also like, did the were the finals just that devastating? Like LeBron's bald now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a prediction. Yeah, Sean. Okay, I think next year's Eastern Conference Finals uh, team uh-huh. is going to be like a weird surprise team. Like the Bucks or the Wizards or something. Oh, you think you think it'll be like not the Celtics or Cavs though? Yes, because both of these teams seem like they are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's it's weird that the one thing Boston has now is a bunch of important guys are going into contract years without extensions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to have to be learning how to play with Blake Griffin. <laughs> right. The consolation <laughs> prize of... Uh... Oh, man. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, when Gordon Hayward's just killing it in Miami. <laughs> um, by the way, you know who I want to go to Miami? Who's that? Maurice Spates. Oh, he'd have such a good time there. I think that uh, with the way Miami makes fat players conditioned well, Maury Spates could score, like, he could get the sixth man of the year award. Yeah, he's If someone could get Mo Spates in shape for the first time in his entire (laughs) life, I think he could average, like, 15 points a a game off the bench for somebody. (laughs) Spo knows how to use a stretch four like that. And also, I mean, maybe more importantly, Miami has maybe more dermatologists than anywhere else (laughs) in America, right? All right. Let's move on. Um, Options... Yes. You want to talk about some contract options? Yeah, let's let's blow through these. All right, uh, Dwayne Wade picked up his twenty-three million dollar option in Chicago. That which, really seemed like a no-brainer. I can't believe people were. I, t- <laughs> I do think it was another way to twist LeBron's the knife into LeBron's bald head. Oh um, yeah, that <laughs> that even his friend Dwayne was like, yeah, yeah, I might go, and then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Dwayne Wade's asked, like, no one's going to pay me this much money. <laughs> yeah, well, th- he said that tonight, too. Somebody asked him why he came back to Chicago, and he said, 23 million reasons why, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which, the last time somebody used phrasing like that, it was um, Terrell Owens' publicist denying his suicide attempt <laughs> and saying he had... Um, 36 million reasons to live or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what it makes me think of. Dwayne Wade returning to the Chicago Bulls 
reminds me of a suicide attempt. <laughs> okay, Sean, you did some math for us on this Dwayne Wade yes. uh, contract. Do you want to walk us through that? Yes, yeah, so when I, I looked up um, a couple of seafood markets in Chicago, and there was one <laughs> called Wickster's, which was okay. it's near the United Center, so I thought that was a fair one. Um, Chilean sea bass right now is going for $36 a pound, so based on next year's salary... <laughs> Dwayne Wade can afford 661,111 pounds of sea bass. Oh, daddy, that's a lot of sea bass. a lot of sea bass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and, you know, LeBron, he's going to be buying a lot of sea bass on his three week sabbaticals from having to be around Dan Gilbert (laughs) this year. Yeah, right. How many, he can take so many vacations. Uh, all right, Pau Gasol, he declined his $16 million option in San Antonio, but he plans to come back to the Spurs for a uh-huh. cheaper deal. Yeah. Um, this is more Spurs bullshit, right, where yes. they're tricking. They're like, <laughs> somehow they're getting cap space and keeping the good player. I like, I mean, once, once I learned that Tim Duncan had, like, a, a garage where he worked on cars that was, like, on the same block as... The Spurs, uh, whatever it is, the AT&T Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like it might have been a real estate scam, which is why he would take less <laughs> money to come back. So I'm wondering if, like, like Pau Gasol has some, like, land deal on the Riverwalk or something. I imagine it's like a Chinatown <laughs> situation. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it means that even though it sounded like they were bluffing... Uh, Chris Paul coming to the Spurs is now, like, theoretically possible with only, like, a move or two. Um, I have held this assumption the entire time, though. I don't think Chris Paul going there. I mean, it's... But uh, you know who I do think is coming back? Is it George Hill, baby? Oh! Well, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Pop loves him. Yeah. Yeah. And he would actually probably come back for less money. Maybe that's why yep. he wouldn't take that extension in Utah. Yeah. Robot Q, I'm coming home. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we did that last week. We can't keep going back yeah, to that we well. Can't. All right. Um, speaking of Spurs. Yes. Uh, Aaron Baines, insane Australian person. Yes. Declined his option in Detroit. Does he just... I'm just wondering, like... He hates money, right? Yeah, I I don't understand the center market in the NBA, apparently. <laughs> like, people keep trading for Miles Plumley. <laughs> Moscow got $68 million. But Dwight Howard is dog shit yeah, that like, you can like, get for free. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> you have to you have to pay someone a better draft pick to take Dwight Howard. I mean, he, <laughs> He has just got to be an intolerable person, right? Like, that's I mean, the only explanation. We know that. We know that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody's just, like, not worth it at all. <laughs> Man. Um. All right, we got some rumors. Yeah. Let's talk about some rumors. Uh, all right, Jimmy Butler wants to stay in Chicago. I mean, uh, it, yeah. Apparently... The Cavs were working a deal for him. Yes. Looked, apparently was looking good or something, because 
Jimmy Butler called the Cavs <laughs> and told him he did not want to go there. He wanted <laughs> to stay in Chicago. Uh, he loves uh, it there. I just loves being a vet. One of Rajon Rondo's vets. <laughs> Man, if it was... I mean, I know it's... My been... vets are coming back, baby. <laughs> One more season. <laughs> I mean, I know... I know he's just doing it for the Supermax, but I love the idea that it's it's like his loyalty to Rajon Rondo, and like <laughs> like that he like he heard Wade was picking up his option, and he's like, "No thanks, Cleveland. I'm with three. <laughs> and then he had to remind everybody that Dwayne Wade wanted to be called three, and everyone and no one did. No one started calling him that. Uh, but yeah, he's only coming back for the money because yeah. he thinks he can make an All NBA team next year. I, uh, think, I think he's got a good chance. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, good for him. Good for Jimmy Butler. Get Can't that wait money, until Jimmy we Butler. can refer to him as seven-time All Star Jimmy the Butler. The modern day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so. Phil Jackson can't have a round ball rock without talking about Phil Jackson Jesus these days. Christ, the... uh, he is reportedly trying to trade Kristaps Porzingis, oh, and yeah. had a meeting with Lori Markkinen, who is uh, this seven foot guy who's a really good shooter who can't rebound or defend or do anything but shoot, but he's a great shooter. Yeah, wants to. To replace Porzingis with him at eight, with the eighth uh, pick in the draft. Um, Christos Porzingis, who's great on offense and also excellent on defense. Um, and also Christos Porzingis, who, if you were to trade him for lots of draft picks, <laughs> you would be hoping that one of those draft picks was as good as Christos Porzingis. Yes, a a seven foot three. Agile, sweet shooting, shot blocking, twenty-year-old. Uh, I believe he's twenty. Uh, twenty. I think he's older. I think he's twenty-one. But oh, yes, oh, yeah. He so. and Jokic are the same age. That's okay. why I know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. So, here's a question. Yeah. The, to me. The only way Danny Ainge wins this offseason is if he just offers all of those draft picks for Chris Stapps Porzingis and gets him. As he should. Right? Uh, yes, I would offer all of them. And I mean, then what I'd do <laughs> is if the Knicks took that trade, I would then uh, Photoshop somehow a draft pick Right in that I'm coming home by Lee Jenkins article <laughs> um, about the Brooklyn pick. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, and I I would say that um, I think I think Phil Jackson part of what's happening and why he seems so erratic is that he is just kind of a front for uh, Mister for James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And go on. <laughs> so he's getting paid all this money and he mm -hmm. just likes getting paid and he's clearly not like even going to work that much. 
And so right. I think, like, there's no way he's talking about shopping Kristaps if that's not something that James Dolan has approved. And I have heard from See, Nick's... Go ahead, sir. I think this is Phil once again overplaying his media hand. Oh. I think that... Look, the Jordan rules ruined Phil. Oh, when he... In that... When he was this... <laughs> he was Sam Smith's secret... He was deep throat for the Bulls, and uh-huh. he played Michael Jordan and the Pistons off of each other uh-huh. in st- in stories that he would leak, and it all worked. Yeah. And he is mad at Kristaps Porzingis because he did not come to a team meeting. He's not coming back to New York this year. And I really think this is him once again being like, oh, I'm going to play this guy like a puppet with the media. And yet it is backfiring horribly because everyone is just siding with Kristaps Porzingis. Yes. They're like, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to go to a meeting with these fucks either. <laughs> it's deleting all those triangle emails. <laughs> but yeah, I do think I do think though, like the owner James Dolan somehow hates it when players are popular. Yes. And like they they didn't re-sign Jeremy Lin for the only no reason. Nick who is a, the <laughs> only Nick who's allowed to be popular for James Dolan uh-huh. is uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is like an enemy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he even Charles Oakley, the most popular Nick, that was the biggest, <laughs> that was the worst for him. People like Oak better than me. You're out of here. But yeah, You're there's going to no jail. way he's, there's no way they're actually trying to trade Kristaps. It's insane. I don't know what you would even. <laughs> how could you even possibly get a fair return? Five crazy draft picks from the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the return that makes sense. But sorry, Celtics fans. I know you had a Bill Simmons. Sorry, Dave. A Bill Simmons <laughs> fever dream about acquiring Chris uh, Dabbs Porzingis. You know what I think happened here, actually? What's that? I think Phil did a bunch of ayahuasca in the desert, and then a Bill Simmons podcast just started playing on his phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he thought, like, a coyote was telling him he had to trade Chris Dabbs mm-hmm. Porzingis. Right, 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 because you've got to follow your spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot yeah, of yeah. sense. <laughs> All right. You know what doesn't make sense? What's that? Uh, the fact that this was a rumor today and so many things happened today, I forgot this was a rumor. <laughs> and it's that the Clippers are shopping DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I mean... They apparently offered DeAndre Jordan to the Suns for the number four pick and Tyson Chandler. So are they also clearing space for LeBron? I believe they are. <laughs> this is weird just because um that to me says that like you're not you're not trying to be good next year. Right. <laughs> uh, Which to me also says they are just going to let Blake Griffin walk. Right. 
but they'll bring Chris Paul back. Right, because he, for some reason, LeBron wants to play with him. Right. That's that's like, I still, I, I've put this theory forward on the podcast before, <laughs> that LeBron has probably said to guys over the past 10 years, I'd love to play with you, but it's mm-hmm. not like he's like, I'm always going to want to play with you. Right. No matter how <laughs> much you decline. Um. And that's the thing, like, I'm not sure that 34-year-old LeBron is going to be like, you know what's going to help me get some rest? Uh, An even older point guard who's had a bunch of surgeries, (laughs) and uh, he's really, he's super cranky. Uh, Yeah, he he yells at me all the time. Yeah, just yells constantly. (laughs) Why Um, is he treating me like I'm Mario Chalmers? He's also not very tall, (laughs) and... um, yeah, he's very petty, and, uh, oh, he often melts down at the end of important playoff games. <laughs> uh, also, after the decision, uh, one of the worst decisions I ever made in my life, <laughs> I was at a wedding, a friend's wedding, and he stood up and drunkenly declared he was going to build his own super team to get me. That's right. <laughs> And, you know, LeBron James remembers every play of every basketball game that he's ever made. Uh I'm feeling he remembers that, too. I just, I really feel like we need to bring that up every time we bring up Chris Paul. Because, oh, to be a fly on the wall at that, that had to be the worst wedding toast of all time. Oh, at at Dwight, was it Dwight, whose wedding was it? Carmelo's. Oh, it was Melo's wedding, and it was like <laughs> we're gonna form our own super team. Chris and Paul, he was lo- Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard. No, it wasn't Dwight Howard. It was, uh, I believe, it was Amari Stoudemire. Oh, that's right. Okay, so the the sorry the the Dwight Howard super team would have been Rajon Rondo, Josh Smith, and Dwight yes. Howard, and it still could happen. <laughs> like we're, oh. that's very much in play Man, next season. I gotta say. I have not laughed this much at non jokes <laughs> in years. This we're is just, I am so stoked for what the NBA uh, is doing right now. It's just great. It's so weird. Um <laughs> also also, I mean just just as a sad note, if DeAndre Jordan gets traded, he's mm-hmm. he's out of the State Farm ads. On the plus side though, he does get to move out of that American horror story house. Oh. It keeps breaking down. It's mostly DeAndre's fault that things are breaking, but still. But also Damian Lillard's fault for some reason. Yeah, he's he's kind of a troublemaker. Um, but yeah, the Hoopers just throw, scattered to the winds. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is Jerry West, right? Yes. Okay. This is just checking. He's just feeling himself right now. He's like he's he's gonna get something really good for DeAndre Jordan, I bet. I mean, he's like I think this is like his J.R. Smith moment. <laughs> he's got the green light and it's just like this is like I'm seventy nine years old and this is a heat check. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. 
would Dallas be interested in DeAndre Jordan? I actually, or were they burned too many times? <laughs> I actually think they would take him. Is that crazy? I think so. <laughs> like he, like Mark Cuban's too mad. Well, no, but I also just don't think. I think they're seeing the light at the end of the Dirk Tunnel here, and uh-huh. it's time to actually get young. Well, and they're going to bring back Nerlens too, so it's that's yeah. their center. Um. So sorry, DeAndre. I don't know where you're going, but uh, Andre Drummond is also in on the market, and you guys are like the same guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, one of you is a lot younger than the other one, but one of you is a lot better. Yeah, and it's DeAndre. All right, but yeah, what's where? Where's he gonna go? I don't know. I mean, the rumor was Phoenix for Tyson Chandler in the four, Atlanta right? for Plumley. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that would that would be the greatest. I mean, honestly, you know where kind of makes sense mm-hmm. is Boston for some of those lesser picks. Oh, yeah. He could play in Boston. And the other place I think he could actually be like a really good difference maker is uh, Milwaukee. <sighs> but Milwaukee doesn't have anything they trade for him. Right, like, and aren't they pretty into Thon? Well, they are, but I mean, I think they... But And I they think... have Monroe and Henson. They already have so much money tied well, into... Well, they'd, they'd have to... Centers tra- that I don't think they can get rid of. <laughs> they would have to trade one of those guys back. We have not found out if, if, if Monroe's opting in yet or not. I <laughs> think it's definitely almost definitely a in. yes. <laughs> All right. Um, wait. What if? What if Detroit just trades Drummond for DeAndre? Straight up. <laughs> I mean, that's better than some of the offers I've heard. Drummond, Drummond, he'll he could slide right right into those commercials. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um. Also, it seems like he's had braces for seventeen years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Houston, mm-hmm. you can't have an offseason without Daryl Morey tinkering mm-hmm. with stuff. Uh, he's shopping Patrick Beverly for some reason. That's very weird because he does not make very much money. And next year's not, like, he's making $5.5 million next season. And then the 2018 season is non-guaranteed. Yeah. But they can have um, him for $5 million. <laughs> Uh, Why? <laughs> he seems like he's a perfect fit, and he's really cheap. Maybe he's like their best trade chip right now, but but that would I mean like are they okay? Here's, here's I would what I think. Yeah. Clint Capella was their best trade chip. I mean, I guess maybe they think they can just have Eric Gordon and. Lou Williams fill in, but it seems like Beverly plays a lot of defense. Yeah, he's the only one on the team 
who plays a lot of defense. Did you know? Did you know his nickname was Mister Ninety Four Feet? That's not his nickname. Did anyone know that? <laughs> yeah, that's not his nickname. Right. I don't care what your <laughs> what you saw on the internet or what he said, but there's <laughs> that is not his nickname. <laughs> yeah, his nickname is Derek Fisher Two Point <laughs> um. So yeah, I was looking at the Rockets. Um, that's a team that both has more to trade than the Lakers do mm-hmm. and really could like take a shot at Paul George. Interesting. Because I just wonder, like, I know he wants to go to LA, but Houston seems pretty good. There's no, he'd make more money there because there's no state tax. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the number one guy. And I mean, you know, you trade like Eric Gordon back, or like Sam Decker, or something like that. Mm, you just basically... Indiana would love Sam Decker. Oh, he would do very well there. <laughs> but but suddenly you've got, uh, you know, Paul George doesn't have to take the last shot. He he plays huge D. He'd be on TV all the time. I don't know. I feel like the the Rockets would win like. 60 plus games. I still think that the Cavs should trade for Paul George. <laughs> I just don't think they have, like, I just think the Rockets can give them much better stuff. Well, no, but what I think the Rock, the Cavs should do is I think the Nuggets would, gla- would gladly take Kevin Love and give up some of their young stuff for him. And that's better than anything any of these guys have. Even the lesser Nuggets stuff. Yeah, I just, I would think you might want, well, I mean, if they can make that happen, the only problem is, um, who's going to put that trade together? Exactly. (laughs) Dan Gilbert, David Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Gilbert's trying to, oh man, he's going to try to get a subprime deal uh, on Paul George. (laughs) I just think the Nuggets are desperate to make the playoffs. Kevin Love makes total sense there. Mm-hmm. Like, they wouldn't be able to defend anybody, but an offense that is Jamal Murray, Kevin Love, and Nikola Jokic is pretty fucking, is like a crazy enough offense to get you the seven or eight seed. Yeah, no, I mean. For a couple of years, and then you. You know, you move him later, but when you need defense, when you need to get defense, but. Yeah, that'd I don't be know. fun. I mean, Kevin Love seems like he'd do well at high altitude, right? Yeah. He seems like he should be playing in a <laughs> snowboard town to begin with. Imagine the outlet passes, though. Oh my god, they, they'd just soar. Like, I don't think that. Like,. I don't even think either of those big guys would ever have to run. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because because... both he and Jokic would get the rebound and just throw it 94 feet to Mm -hmm. Will Barton, who's sprinted down the court for a dunk. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's true. And, like, I mean, yeah, Kevin Love, wow, it's so Denver's a perfect town for him. Yeah, he feels like a Denver player. Yeah, like... I feel like his hair would get, like, 
even longer and curlier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Man. Dude, he'd get... uh, Can you imagine, like... Oh, I'm sure he'd be on, like, some billboard shirtless for a weed dispensary. Oh, I'd love it. Well, I mean, he's already (laughs) endorsing chocolate milk, which is the most stoner product in the NBA. To be fair... To be fair, we always bring up the chocolate milk ad, but... And I haven't had the heart to tell you. Yes. But Clay Thompson took the chocolate milk crown from him two and a half years, two years ago now, I think. But no, but Kevin Love still does those ads. <laughs> uh, the only TV ads I see are Clay Thompson, man. No, Kevin Love was on chocolate milk ads this year. That's why I, I think know. it's like a stoner thing. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I, I think that's where Kevin Love belongs. Denver. Denver, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, uh, no, he's, he's he's still plugging chocolate milk. Um, he talked right. about it. Uh, he talked about it during uh, the finals. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Was and now here's a question. You know how Clay Thompson and Kevin Love played on the same little league team? Wait, who and Kevin Love did? Clay Thompson. Uh huh. Uh, was that little league team maybe sponsored by Chocolate Milk? Oh and they've God. they've just they're in indentured servitude to the milk to yeah. Big Milk. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, <laughs> look, we need these jerseys. Sign both of young. us are both of us are, are children of, of of very meager means. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. We're now. Cho- we're now talking about chocolate milk. Yeah, um, right. yeah. it's two oh eight in the morning. Yeah, uh, but we believe we have to be up in we, we have to be up in four hours to check our Twitter timelines to That's see true. what the fuck else has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Dan Gilbert hasn't gone to sleep. Uh, has anyone been tracking his private plane? <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to be doing. Where's Windy? Where are you, Windy? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's stuck. Uh, let's be honest. He's stuck at an airport yeah, somewhere. He's, he's in the Minneapolis <laughs> airport. <laughs> um, I'm very interested. Right. Everybody should check out his. Uh, he and McNe- He and uh, why can't I say his name? McNet McManaman. McManaman. They have. They have. Okay. I thought I had a windy clip. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's by the just... way, can I can I tell you just one more thing about yes. uh Dwight Howard was holding a Twitter Q&A with fans about trades? What? While he was traded. What? Because he he answered so this happened. He was having a uh so the first question about trades was Dwight, what do you think of the Paul George rumors? Where do you think he's going? And then he wrote, he has he has so many great options. Tough number two call. And then the the top tweet after that is, what are your thoughts on the Dwight Howard trade? Oh my god, what did he say? Did he answer? He did not respond to any of those. However, <laughs> he has updated his his Twitter banner is him photoshopped real weird in a in a Charlotte jersey with the Charlotte logo behind him and the banner says 
Welcome to Buzz City, Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and his his tweet before this was, "Okay, Twitter fans, give me your thoughts, trades or otherwise, and remember to be nice." Oh, Jesus. And he just hosted a special early screening of Transformers in Atlanta to show his love for the town. Uh, well, it's also because he's the last night of... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, that is some real weird information. Um, <laughs> Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just, just we're going to do a draft podcast. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, we've got some guests coming over to my house to watch the draft and as things happen we'll pod for five minutes here or there yeah should be good and then we'll get it up as close to the end of the draft as we can yeah we'll throw it up really early so yeah um oh yeah and tweet at us at round rock pod email us uh round ball rock pod five star reviews on itunes we need them we need them and um, um, yeah, we'll um, we might throw up a bus name tutorial early as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and yeah, uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where this week I treated, tweeted a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, listener Nick Harrison uh, asked me specifically to read this one, and it's, I've never touched any drugs, but damn, I'm addicted to wild and reckless at, ba- at, at, at Baskin Robbins. Put it in my mouth, yo. And that is disgusting. That's so... one of the greatest freaking news <laughs> tweets of all time. Um, thank you, Nick Harrison, for that. Thank you, Frankie Muniz. Uh, I'm sorry uh, Jerry West took your job as um, <laughs> consultant for the Clippers. Um, and as always, trust, trust the Colangelos. <laughs> Oh, shut it down. Let's go home. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) In the land hails a man from Russia. Sworn to defend the Cavalier's paint. Opponents shiver in their sneakers at the sheer sight of Mozgov in his winter hat. Mozgov winter hats give away January 23rd. Be there, or be forever cold. Good bear, good bear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.